Before we get started, this episode of the Food Grower Podcast is sponsored by Natural Grower. Natural Grower's award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed, and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in nitrogen, potash, phosphate, and other trace elements that plants and vegetables love. And it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society, and Biodynamic Association. The concentrated natural fertilizer can be poured around the base of plants, whilst the plant feed and soil conditioner can be mixed into the soil or used as a mulch on the surface as a long-term, slow-release fertilizer on all outdoor and indoor plants. Both Jack and I have been using the natural grower products this year and have seen amazing results, and we have a fantastic 15% off the entire natural grower range for you. Simply go to naturalgrower.co.uk and enter foodgrower15 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Direct Plants Limited, and specifically their amazing range of polytunnels. We use these strong and affordable tunnels on both Jack's Patch and Fanfield Farm, and we love them. Direct Plants manufacture the tunnels themselves so that you can buy your polytunnel direct from the manufacturer, and not just any manufacturer, but from growers too, so that they really understand what you need. These traditional high-quality polytunnels are available in a range of sizes to fit your growing needs, and they're manufactured here in the UK in Norfolk. We're delighted to bring you a brilliant 10% off the entire range at directplants.co.uk. Simply head over there and use the code FOODGROWER at checkout. That's FOODGROWER, all one word, no spaces, at directplants.co.uk. Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers. We hope that this podcast will inspire you to either start growing your own food or to help develop your existing food growing empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. And I'm Andy from Urban Herbs. So today we are talking about social media and this is something that I know that a lot of you listening to this podcast are really really interested in and let's be real probably frustrated by a little bit as well we're going to move on to that we're going to move on to that because there is a lot of frustration in this space at the moment but there's also a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of positivity so grab yourself a drink sit back relax because in the next few minutes, me and Jack are going to talk all things social media and try and make sense of what social media means for you if you're running a growing account, trying to promote your market garden, trying to promote your allotment. Even if you're just trying to share what you're doing in your back garden and you want more people to benefit from your experiences. So this podcast is going to be a little bit different. And basically, I'm putting Jack in the hot seat. <laughs> because I do offer a consultation service to other businesses, not necessarily in the growing sector, where I talk about how you can grow your business on social media. And typically, what I do in one of these consultations is I sit down and I have a chat with that business over a coffee, a cup of tea, and we just talk through what their objectives are. And that's the most important thing, really. So today, for your amusement and benefit, and we're going to basically talk as though we're having one of these consultations right here, right now. We're going to talk to Jack about his business and how he markets it on social media and just bounce ideas, really, and see if you guys can benefit from any of our kind of experiences or occasionally mistakes. So 
I don't know, Jack, how do you find social media at the minute? Like, be honest. Because a lot of people, I think, have got their own opinions right now. I'm glad you said be honest. <laughs> because it, <laughs> it, it's quite easy to be like, yeah, it's great, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's, um, it's a little bit uh, difficult at the minute. I feel put, I'm doing quite a lot of informative stuff recently. And, I mean, sometimes you can see accounts do something very quite similar and, and it just kicks off it's just a bit of luck of the draw I think social media sometimes um, but yeah you just sometimes when you put more effort in sometimes it doesn't work as well so it just it just knocks the wind out of your sails a little bit um, so I've always had the belief of document over create really and I think I need to go back to that because it is a lot easier just filming yourself as like a documentation of like your story um, and I think I've always tried to do that. So my mine doesn't really have much of a um, too much identity if you look down my profile. But just hopefully you like me for what I'm doing and what I'm about. Um, so I I, ne- I think I need to as I'm talking to you now. I think I need to go back down the whole just documenting my daily tasks as well um, instead of creating too much because it does it t- does take more time to create stuff. Um, I mean, but yeah, just the algorithm at the minute is just not favourable, is it? I mean, no pressure, right? But as we're talking, I've got your Instagram feed up on my screen in the background. Oh, dum dum and, dum! <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's absolutely terrible. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but, you, you know, I mean, what I like about your feed, I'm not just saying this to you because you're a mate, but what I like about your feed is that it comes across like very relatable to me. That, and at the risk of causing any controversy, I think both you and myself, maybe we don't sound or talk like your typical kind of gardening presenter, or you know, I don't think we're waiting for a call for Gardener's World anytime soon, right? Mm-hmm. But what I like about your feed, especially, is that you sound like me, and you sound like a lot of my customers, that you know, it's very much, as you said just then, you know, documenting, but you're documenting in such a way as you go, I've just grown this enormous spinach leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How bloody cool is this? Mm. End of. Like, you can do it. Just please do it because it's made us feel better, right? It's sharing that positive energy and kind of sharing that joy. Yeah, and what I forget as well sometimes with just sharing simple things, and I think simple things work, um, especially in the growing space because a lot of people are new to it. Yeah, nine times out of 10 people are like beginner to amateur growers. There's not too many like ex- very, very experienced growers, what I've found. Um, well, in just terms of like the internet. But so like the basic stuff works. So like just putting, um, you know, like uh, growing in like a loo roll tube or, or something like that. I mean, I've seen it a million times, so it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I'm just like, oh, that's so basic. But most people are, oh, that's really cool. I can upcycle something that I'll put in the bin and I can grow like beans in it. Or I, I, and another thing that's quite warming to the upcycle, simple, easy, like my microgreens in the Oatly container, they could do it with their kids. And I think that hits yeah. something, that hits like um, a certain algorithm because it's not just growing, it's like growing, doing stuff at home with the kids, um, like upcycling, zero waste. 
it just hits a whole nother genre. And I think that's why it does quite well. So basic, simple, sometimes as they say in just life, simplicity wins, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking as well, you've just said something really important. And maybe this is something we should emphasize in this podcast. You know, the whole aspect of assumed knowledge. Yeah. So somebody introduced me to this, um, this concept recently, and it's the balance between authority versus accessibility. So for example, like myself or yourself, maybe we could post content where we sound absolutely learned. Like we sound like absolute experts, like Latin names, left, right and center. Yeah. Yeah. Technical terms. The other day I posted something and I asked my wife who, you know, she's not, she's not a gardener. You know, I said to her, like, what do you think of that caption? And she went through it and underlined a load of things and said, well, hang on, what does self-seed mean? Oh yeah. True. True. What is biennial? Can you please explain these terms? Like you, and she made like a really, really interesting point, right? She quoted it's a quote that I love, you know, uh, Michelle Obama, when she said that you should try and make everyone feel welcome at the table, mm. even if you disagree with them or mm. you've got differences, if you make them feel welcome at the table, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's really and, it's cool. It's cool. I think that, you know, your feed. It kind of, I feel like I should say something negative about your feed now because it's like I'm just like digging you up too much. But the content that you do, it makes people feel welcome at the potting bench. Do you know what I mean? It kind of it's very inclusive, and that's what I like. Yeah, Jack, I've got when I do a consultation, you know, for social media. Yep. I tend to fire through like these questions. Yep. So if it's all right with you, and I think for the benefit of anybody listening. I'm going to fire through those questions now and just so that you guys know, we haven't rehearsed this. Like we nice. haven't, spot. this is on the, so Jack's going to be under a bit of pressure. But the important thing is there are no right or wrong answers at all. Um, and the first thing that I always say to somebody that I'm working with to try and help them boost their social media is a really simple question, which is why do you use social media? Like, what is your objective? So, kind of over to you, Jack. Like, what, what would you say? What's the reason why? Like, what is your objective? What makes you post on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok every day or whatever? That's a really good point, man. Because ultimately, I feel like if I didn't, my farm wouldn't be where it is. So, so I'm just going to go back a little bit before I go forward because it, it, I think it plays into the whole story. Um, so when I first started doing it, I, I started, I was watching Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's like social media whiz. Yeah. He gives loads of tips and whether you like him or not, whatever. But he, um, he's always like, just document, 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 document your story, document your process. You build that story and people understand the business because you've like, you, you built up like a, a real following rather than, oh, I'm just a multi-million business. And you're like, well, who are you? But uh, what's the core values? But I started on my allotment and I just started documenting and I had to, uh, at the age of like 26, I had to get the notion out of my mate's kit, like my mate's seeing what I was posting because I'm posting about gardening and, and like really stuff that I thought people used, like I used to care what people thought because I'm from Essex and 
everyone does around here. And I just had to, <laughs> I just had to drop that. I just, and the minute I started not caring and doing something that was true to myself, it felt really good. And then I found an audience. People started liking my pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a really nice feeling that I found an audience that like a picture of a bug hotel, picture of my plastic bottle greenhouse that went like was super popular. Mm. and then I started documenting the process of like each year at the allotment um, wins and losses also nice pictures of the plot really weird looking veggies so started getting into different that's kind of funny I started to get into different seeds stuff that was weird and wonderful to take beautiful pictures of it when it come into bloom so it got me into that so it had like a bit of a two-way street of like I was doing it for that document my process but that whole documentation of my process someone saw what I was doing and then I, that's how I got offered the land that I'm on now. So if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. So the farm put me in that, uh, Instagram actually put me in that position by documenting my story. And I always like, I'm big on videos and uh, like, for example, the, the, the power of like videography and, bit, and getting a feeling from it, like watching a video being inspired. Um, uh, it happened to me when I was traveling a lot, like just seeing a video of like New Zealand. Oh, I'm, I want to go to New Zealand. So I, again, I want to have that power of growing. Oh, I, I've seen this guy grow in this certain way or this plastic bottle greenhouse. It's inspired me to do that. So it's a little bit of inspiration. Then now for me, it's a little bit like selling my produce online. And then now I think it's like, if I need to like crowdfund anything or I need to... Um, sell workshops or something like that or sell my veg or just inspire people i think it's more down that lines now and if if people want to support you from like brands if they want to give you like a coat to wear that's or a tool to use that's also amazing as well i mean i think there is a lot of benefits from it and i think it's got more power than tv like i mean you've got people who are bigger than like the bbc (laughs) on bloody instagram who's like Mm-hmm. and youtube people watch that more because and it's i think there's a lot around entertainment as well but yeah just inspiring people because we can inspire each other to do amazing things for it and i think that's yeah that document documentation of my story has always been there i mean just to inspire man so i hope that wasn't too much of a um gibberish but i think you know what i've written down like a load of points that you've just said because you know, whenever I have a chat like this, the beautiful thing about it is it makes me think more about the question that I'm asking. Because mm. I must have had this conversation now probably about 40 times. Mm. And you've said a few things there that maybe hasn't come up previously. Okay, so really you know, interesting. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people, you know, listening to this right now are going to be filling, filling in the blanks. They're going to be answering that question in their own head. So maybe a common answer that I get is sales. I want to get my product in front of as many people as possible. Mm. But I think what you touched on there about almost telling your story, I think that is the key. And what I kind of like as well about what you said is which way the camera is facing that, you know, you're saying about documenting what's going on but the camera is facing the, the giant spinach that you've grown rather than you. Yeah. So it's sharing that experience and sharing almost like through your eyes. Yeah. Like POV point of view. Yeah. yeah. 
and this again regular listeners to this podcast will know that i am fond of a tangent or two but i'm not sure that this is a tangent actually you, you touched on something there about the, the indirect benefits that can come from building a personal brand such as if people want to reach out for collaborations yeah and if people want to send uh, products for you to uh, try out and ultimately promote something that i'm struggling with a little bit personally myself is the tension between being really genuine and then also working with other brands and actually trying new things because Let's be real. Both me and you know that what we do is hard work and it takes a lot of physical effort, a lot of mental effort. Yeah. A lot of commitment. You get lots of benefits back, but those benefits are not always financial. Mm. And so <laughs> it's a really funny story, but earlier this year, I was lucky enough to be able to promote a, a clothing brand. Um, that's a nice waterproof trousers and a coat and what have you and the reason why I actually promoted it is because I really rated the product and I know that actually if you're working outside all day I feel like confident in recommending that but the other underlying issue is, is at that point I couldn't afford to buy myself a new coat <laughs> <laughs> so um, you have to be real and actually say that these benefits, they do matter, don't they? Yeah, they do, man. Yeah. Um, um, so we've worked with, uh, Reag tools, um, this year and man, yeah. some of the tools like I'm using every day and I, I, I personally, uh, like I've kind of bled the bank account dry over the last couple of years, a little bit from when I started, cause I've done it all out of my pocket. So just some like tangible money to like spend like 50, 500 quid on something like a tool. I just will try to, I'll go around it until I can afford to, to, to get it. But like it is beneficial if it is about time and efficiency, you do need it. It, it will make time back. It will make your life easier. And I'm seeing the benefits of it and it, and it pays for itself. But yeah, at the time, didn't have it. So in, especially winter, because winter's a bit of like a harder time for growers yeah and then spring comes and that's when you need it um so it was really beneficial to like get some get some tools in um working with a brand and yes it's helped me massively but now i'm using them now i'm really happy to promote them because i'm using it seeing the benefit time efficiency using the wind strip mm -hmm. trays like literally me and chris we still haven't posted this video and it's really annoying actually it's my fault because it's on my gopro but we ran over the trays the c trays with the van i remember with, this with the gopro right and dude these trays are indestructible we couldn't believe it it's <laughs> like hard plastic but again it's just it it is a it, it sells it this video is going to sell these trays uh because yeah i ran over it and i still use it every all the time this this one tray the only thing was we was running it over on gravel so it like bent a tiny tiny bit but it was to the point where it was like laughable like it took the whole weight of the van on a gravel road and it the, the thing is is that again the whole zero waste you buy that once and you'll use that for the rest of your life if you keep if you look after it um yeah. instead of disposable plastic where you got to chuck them like every two three years so yeah it's a little bit of an investment 
We are delighted to have partnered on the Food Grower Podcast with React Tools. React Tools are the number one place for market gardening and growers tools in the UK. We have seen tools like the Jang Cedar, Paperpot Transplanter and the Iconoclast Tilther across the world and been envious of growers with access to them. Well, now you can get your hands on all of these and much more. All shipped free from the UK on any order over £100. Make your food growing easier and more efficient with the best market gardening tools on the market. Plus, with the partnership with us, the Food Grower Academy, we're now giving 5% of all purchases back as tools to new community or not-for-profit growing projects. Head over now to reagtools.co.uk. That's R-E-A-G tools.co.uk. But yeah, man, collabs are great. Um, and ultimately, the more you do create, you're going to put more eyes on you to mm. put yourself in a position where that can happen. So I think it's fair to say that like, we've talked about all the advantages that we can get from social media. But I think you, we, earlier we touched on a bit of frustration that is there about the difficulties in getting your content in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. And this is something that we've talked about a lot between ourselves. And I know that a lot of especially small businesses are feeling it right now. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I always like to say is that someone really, really, who I respect a lot said to me, if anybody ever introduces yourself themselves to you as a social media guru, you should probably ignore them because Mm -hmm. the advice that they're giving is out of date like 15 minutes later because the algorithm changes and new social media forms are going to happen. Do you know something? When I first went on social media, because originally Facebook was only wheeled out to universities and we were, I was at Leicester Union. I think Leicester Union was maybe the second or third university to get Facebook. Okay. So when I created Urban Herbs, like, in 2010. Wow. Yeah, there was literally no gardening businesses on Facebook. Wow. There was nothing at all. So back then it was kind of easy to um, stand out from the crowd because I was kind of the only person doing that on Facebook. Mm. And as times have changed, I feel really happy to see like the expansion as more people are buying into it, more people are getting involved. But it's also more difficult to stand out from the crowd. And one of the things that I found and actually has led to urban herbs like actually growing and having some success is I think there are some basic principles that you can follow to actually maximise your reach and share the benefits that your social media can bring to people. Because ultimately, if you type into YouTube, you're going to see so many videos that start along the lines of, do you want to grow your account from zero to 100,000 followers in seven days? Yeah. And do you know the honest truth, guys? And as you're sitting there sipping your drink, I've got some slightly bad news for you. There isn't an easy way to do that. If somebody says to you, there is a simple hack that you can do, I personally don't think that that exists. But there are things that you can do to maximize your 
your reach and your productivity. Mm. And the kind of good news is, is I think the biggest tip that I would give to anyone is the simplest one, which is if you produce good content, you will get the reach. The difficult thing, and this is where I've got to like almost just pass it over to you listening or you know, to Jack, who I'm having this conversation with, you know, got to throw the ball back over the net and say, the responsibility is probably down to every single one of us to produce that good content. And I went through a phase about maybe about six months ago where I was getting very frustrated with social media because I felt as though I was producing content that was good content that surely people want to see this. <laughs> I had a really powerful moment where I realized actually I was being quite selfish that I was producing content that I like. Yeah, that's, that's so right? true. <laughs> I was producing content that I enjoy. I should have been producing content that other people want to see. Like what you said about um, sewing in toilet rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like to me, I look at that and I kind of go, oh, I've seen that before. You know, I'm not yeah, too Yeah, totally, totally. So I think for anybody listening who's actually trying to grow their social media, actually just produce good content. Yeah. You know, like Jack, like some of the content you've put out, it genuinely inspires me. You know, some of the videos where you're talking about the... the, the um, almost like meditation benefits that growing brings. Yeah, yeah. That inspires me. So I would say that's good content. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, people listening to this are also going to be saying, hang on a minute, I'm posting good content. I'm still not getting reach. You know, guys, we're listening to this podcast. We want you to give us answers. <laughs> And I think there are things that you can do to boost your, your reach and actually to enhance your productivity. I think the number one thing that I would say to people from my own experience is try to be consistent. Um, so a while ago, Instagram moved over to what's, what's called a recommend, recommendation system, which means that if you post something, Instagram is going to try and recommend it to similar people, to those that interact with it already. You know, if you watch a video on YouTube and after you finish the video, it says, you might also be interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, that's the way that you grow on Instagram now. And the trick is to be consistent. So the example that I always give, imagine that you're a business selling ethically traded, fair trade products. My mom is your customer, okay? Um, you know, she, she really, really enjoys buying fair trade products. She's been a rep for them in the past, so she's something she's really, really passionate about. Instagram is pretty clever in that it will connect my mom with that fair trade ethical Instagram account. They'll just get it. They'll get that she likes other stuff to do with that, and they'll link her up. So if you are that brand that's promoting like coffee and beautifully packaged like Hessian products, fairly traded with, with a similar aesthetic. 
You basically just need to feed the algorithm exactly that. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you need to post similar aesthetic. Because I've got this theory, actually, that if you were to post about fair trade products Monday to Thursday, Instagram knows that you're a safe pair of hands, that they can recommend your product. And obviously, by the way, it goes without saying, like, don't post anything incendiary or offensive because that will lower your trust score with Instagram. But the trust score isn't just about not, basically just, uh, it's not just about posting new certificate content. It's about promoting content that's reliable within your genre. So let's say if you're this ethically fair trading business and you post regularly Monday to Thursday, if you were to post on Friday like a random picture of like your three-year-old's birthday party, yeah. which you, you want to share it and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, but then Instagram's going to look at that and go, hang on a minute. Do I really want to show Andy's mom a picture of the three-year-old's birthday party? Because she's not into that. So it seems like it's important to keep your identity. So be Absolutely. consistent with your identity. So create the identity of your business and kind of not skew from that. I know personally, I've got a few in my head that I know that they post business stuff and then there'll be a few random pictures as well. And that is yeah. absolutely fine. But I think we're in just terms of social media, we're talking, it's like, as you said, that trust score, that's quite interesting to know about for sure. And what you're saying about consistency as well is like, they like, uh, and we've spoke about this before, is like the consistency of you post Monday to Thursday and then the next week you don't post at all. And then the week after that, you'll post like twice. And I think they're looking, and this is the frustrating and the mental health needs to come into this as well is because yeah. you're going to, it's almost like you, I, I do this, post loads of videos, then I burn out and I just think, oh, bugger it because it hasn't worked or whatever. And then, I'll, yeah. and then I was like, oh, I haven't posted like this week at all. And then I'll jump back on it and I'm like never forever in that, like, as you said, the Goldilocks zone. It's like you've hit something. <laughs> yeah. you, you've hit like a bit of a, a bit, you've hit the explore page or whatever and then you need to ride that out and that's, that's how you like grow exponentially. But yeah, I think... At the minute, it seems like TikTok's winning the algorithm fight um, because randomly stuff can just fly on there. And I what I like it does get thrown out to everyone. There is an identity to it, but then I'll just find random stuff as well. A bit mm. might be like, you might like this or this is a new account. We're going to throw them in the mix as well. Um, I, think, yeah, I think you just mentioned about mental health and I think that's something we should just quickly touch on. Yeah, defo. Because... I, I'm absolutely happy to you know, to say this, that I think we all need to understand what's going on on our phone screens. That I don't think this is too controversial to say that these are apps that have been designed to keep you on the app, yeah, to keep you scrolling. yeah, And everything about it, it's like a casino, isn't it? It's been yeah. designed to keep you engaged on the app. So, That's so true. You know, when you get a notification the notification symbol has been designed to make you feel good. You know, it's designed to give you a little buzz. Now, you know, okay, fair enough. If you're listening to this and the notifications that you get, you get one from your friends when you post a picture on a night out or whatever, it makes you feel good, but it's a different scale. 
because Jack, if you've got an account that's got more than 20,000 followers or whatever, you're going to get those notifications on an industrial scale. Yeah, shockingly, I don't. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, know, I know what you mean, man. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. And uh, it's all good when it's going well, right? Yeah. It, it, it's that what? dopamine hit, isn't it? It's like, ah, that's, this, it. that's fun. And then you do want more of it. And it is like gambling. Like, it yep. is that, like, oh, I've had that high, I want it again. And then you're chasing it. So that is so careful do i'm gonna admit man i'm definitely addicted to my phone and i and that's yeah. really annoying to me because i'm kind of my job and everything is outside and when i lived in australia i never looked at my phone ever mm. it was in my locker and i want to get to that place again where i'm not which is difficult because we're talking about social media how to grow on social media so you need to be on your phone and um, so but there needs to be a balance it needs to be like i think you just need to find your style so like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. so I'm going to, uh, right, we, we spoke about Alessandro before. So I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure I'd be cool about this. But just let's look at Spicy Moustache and how he's found an identity and he works bloody hard with his videos and the content yeah. is absolutely awesome. Where he's found his identity, he must have like a bit of structure. And I feel like if you're just doing a bit, a few videos, having a few bits of structure just maybe helps a lot that you're like, all right, I need to do this, this, and this um, in this video, and then I'm done. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you feel about that or whether. I think it's a really difficult one because I also think that it's important not to overthink it too much. But, I mean, we were talking the other day that, um, actually kind of what we were saying earlier that just good content is just good content it kind of doesn't matter if it if it's structured or if it's like on a reel or if it's on a picture or if it's good content it's good content I mean firstly you know massive shout out to Spicy Moustache because like we were saying like before the podcast started that like actually his content is just smashing it at the minute mm. like literally I think both me and you we, it's fair to say we spend a lot of hours outside growing things and it's kind of an achievement when you watch a reel and it makes you want to go back outside and do more yeah defo mate defo I mean I think we've got to wrap this up in a few minutes but just before we do can we talk about the big controversial subject go for it reels versus pictures what are you saying about reels Jack yeah reels is something again it uh, isn't it funny something comes into the space and then all of a sudden you've got to be an expert at it so you've got to like <laughs> understand oh like because when tiktok happened i was like why are these people doing all the same dancing and it's like that carbon copy of it mm. and i've been sucked in and done some like voiceover stuff that's like i think it's a little bit funny but like merges in with my growing but then it's like 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 two years ago i've been like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> um so yeah, it's a, it's a little bit funny, but you're right. I think uh, pictures, and I want you to elaborate on this because you made an excellent point off, off camera, but I think it is nice to just see some lovely pictures as well. Um, like, because that also has, I mean, pe people might be a picture person, like a photographer, and that you, you, you've like captioned that moment in time. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing as well. 
And yeah. I suppose, yeah, reels, unless they're beautiful, then it, it loses. Instagram's almost like going away from what it was about, in a way. Yeah. So what, I, I think that the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful content out there at the moment is on Instagram Reels. There's an amazing account called Anya Garden Fairy. Have you come across Anya? No, I don't think so. I'm going I'm to link you up after this because she does some inspirational content. Brilliant. And it's all Reels. And uh, big, big shout out to Anya. No pressure, but we want to get you on this podcast. We want to talk about your story. But some of the best content is Reels. So it's not, this is what I'm about to say. This is not me being down on Reels. You know, I genuinely love them when they're well done. But I think pictures do have a role as well. Because, Jack, you will know that you know when you're on your farm, on a summer evening and you get that stillness that happens around 8, 8.30 in the evening. Yeah. That is not the moment to be dancing around lip syncing. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to do that, personally, that is not how that moment feels. No. Uh, you're so right, man. Like golden hour at the farm, like when the light, low, yeah. uh, the light levels are low, I've just yep. I posted a video, uh, maybe oh it's a couple it's a couple of videos back now, but it's like lavender. As I'm approaching it, um, the the sky was completely orange and purple and pink. Yeah, um, and it was so stunning. But I was seeing that in real time. It wasn't the camera. It wasn't a filter. I was physically seeing yeah. that and going, wow! Like it stopped me in my tracks. How beautiful it was. Um, and I think that's important, like just enjoying those moments. And yeah, if you can share that picture or that moment, then that's a beautiful thing as well. Cause it will might, might be inspire someone to be like, Oh, I need a garden because I'd love to sit there and it will be good for my mental health. Like if you're stuck in a flat or something, like maybe get an allotment because you have those moments on the allotment. And if you're like someone that has a bit like social anxiety, sometimes allotments, like you could be left alone there or people there yeah. are like super friendly as well like it's i'll tell you yeah. what where i live people won't say hello to each other on the street yeah. won't say boo to a goose not that friendly not that much community here but you go past the gates of a of a, an allotment and the, yeah. those same people are like the friendliest people ever want to help you it gardening is a interesting space like, i've never met mm. anyone like it the social media around it i mean like we all found each other through the internet which is bizarre isn't it really yeah. but it's a beautiful thing it's a really safe space i believe yep. and everyone's good and everyone i genuinely meet i've got like, a genuine connection with um i've not met too many people there's always people that have, like each to their own but i really feel like it's a good space on that note can i ask your opinion on something yeah sure this is something that i get asked about um quite a lot on social media and that is how do you deal with like any kind of negativity or do you get like negative comments from competitors or people operating in the same space and if you do get that negativity does it affect you um how do you deal with it you know what man on instagram i i don't uh touch wood and that is because well in you when you mean competitors for me it's like 
I think a lot of other growers support a lot of other growers. I'm not actually like selling a product too much. Like there's not really competition in my area for what I'm doing. Sure. Um, and I'm sure that will change over time. But um, when, on the other hand, I feel like because I've, as I said, I've, I've documented my story. I feel like anyone that follows me is quite true to following me. But TikTok, I'm like new fish in the pond and I've gone out to loads of people. When people start following you, don't know you from Adam, straight away. Like I'll tell you, the most abuse I got on a video was um, <laughs> making the, uh, like the oven um, from like a couple of slabs and a couple of bricks. And obviously like pure concrete slabs explode. And my gosh, the amount of people that wanted to tell me that was insane. And also I feel like a lot of people thought I was in America, not the UK, because I'd done like a base of wood chip and obviously I'm having a fire. <laughs> so they're like, oh my <laughs> God, that is, that's, a, like, that's a safety hazard that you're putting like ignition on the floor pretty much, or something that's going to ignite. But if you're in the UK, it never gets dry enough for that mm. to flick out and then your whole farm to set alight. It's just, that ain't going to happen. And it's it, within slab, there's a slab on the floor so they were saying about bricks, uh, concrete exploding. Then, uh, and I picked up a slab and I bent my back a little bit wrong. I bent my knees, but then I arched my back a tiny bit in the video. Man, the people that was like bend your knees, <laughs> 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 which is quite funny. But um, yeah, just I was like, oh, this is a different world, isn't it? Like I've I've not received, but but it's some of it was constructive criticism, but some people just behind a camera. Um, uh, behind a keyboard and they're like Rrr. and mm. yeah that's a bit mad but you i think it's human nature 100 good comments one bad comment will ruin your day um but really yeah just and i think as well it's almost going back to the original point the kind of the why element because we should probably all think about that really when we interact on social media like what is the outcome that you're trying to get from this yeah like for example, with your um, with your oven, if somebody's leaving a comment and they're actually trying to, maybe they do it in a in a rude way or whatever, or an off way or whatever, but you know, probably deep down they're trying to help you, maybe. Yeah, I think it was constructive criticism because they probably didn't yeah. want to get hurt or like more people mm. to see that because ultimately that I had to put a, I put a disclaimer on the video. But I know like multiple people that have made them and they're fine. But if you do get a pure concrete one, it can be dangerous, like that much heat. Sure. Um, so you've got to have like mini fires to like get the air pockets to pop, um, uh, to get used to that much heat. But yeah, again, like in a way it was a good thing. Um, put a disclaimer, there was multiple conversations if people read the comments. So it was, it was about bit safety, which was a good thing, really deep down. I mean, it'll be interesting, I think, to see how your experience changes, you know, like as more people start to come into the, into the sphere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, do you know what I would actually say? I was at the uh, BBC Good Food Show Gardener's World last week. And I think that the way that you deal with other people online should be the same way as you deal with them in real life. Yeah. So... For example, when you work at a big venue like the NEC, and it's the perfect actual metaphor for social media, sometimes traffic staff or security, sometimes they're annoying to you because you just want to get onto your stand and you want to get on, and you're tired and you're grumpy. But ultimately, 
shouting at security or having a go at traffic stuff, it doesn't make anybody's day better. And I find that actually, if you just give them a little bit of respect and a little bit of like positivity, it's funny then how you see their demeanor change. They pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. Next time it, they interact with somebody and everybody just gets happier. And I think it's fair to say, you know, we've been on social media for quite, oh, I've been on social media for quite a long time now and I've seen, I've seen the dark side of it. Yeah. Where people will come together to actively try and undermine you. And for anybody listening who might relate to this, because I felt so on my own when it happened to me. Um, what I would honestly say, in terms of your interaction with other people in your, spa- your space, maybe people that you feel are doing the same thing as you or people that you, know, you look over your shoulder a little bit, I think there's two levels to this. I think there's the importance of being nice, which it's always good to be nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> but with my business hat on, there is also a business side to it that the way to grow your account as well as theirs is to actually comment on their posts mm. and leave a bit of positivity. Mm. Because do you know what? Let's pretend, right? I'm trying to think of an industry, so I'm not like being too specific here. But let's say that I was in the garden statue selling industry, right? Wow, that and is rogue. <laughs> that is rogue, yeah. Like, shall we say like Marvel-themed garden statues? Okay. That would be, be a hell of a business, wouldn't it? That'd probably work. But let's say if I see somebody else doing exactly the same thing. Actually, I think the best way to actually interact with them and deal with them is to actually comment on their posts and go like, if, if you actually genuinely feel that and say like, oh, that looks wicked. That's a really good picture. Like make, have a good week guys. Like make sure you smash it, you know? Yeah. And okay. First of it's, all, I think it's a fine line as well, isn't it? Yeah. hundred percent. Because there's going to be one of those businesses that feels inferior or dominant. And it's like, yes. are you copying me or, yeah. Or, or like, or are you going to make more sales than me this week? Is your Instagram bigger than mine? Blah, blah, blah. So there's so many variables to it. But it's all about mm. like maybe having a really honest conversation and just being mm. like, really like, love what you're doing. I know we're in the same sector. I'm sure we, maybe we could benefit. So like, uh, I suppose it's a fine line to cross. But yeah, I think ultimately capitalism makes you want to be competitors. But yep. we both win if we both work together in a certain way as well. Um, 100%. And actually, I think that we are very much part of a shared village now, aren't we? That people see you interacting in that mature way. And it's kind of like, actually, I think that reflects well on both of you. The, um, big shout out, by the way, to um, Direct Plants Limited who are a really cool business doing some really cool things. Um, you know, essentially, I mean, they are selling plants mail order online. So they're doing a very, very similar sort of thing in a way to Urban Herbs. But, you know, I personally, I've got a great relationship with Threat Plants because they're just so positive and friendly. And yeah, amazing. Sean's on, yeah, he's great. Sean, yeah, he's helped me out big time, to be honest with you. A bit of advice, a few kind words when I needed it hopefully we're sending a bit of like 
energy to him and his social media as well. I'm looking to work with him a little bit. And it just, you know, the old, um, was it Gandhi that said about the eye for an eye makes the world go blind? Oh. Like <laughs> Answer, I think it was Gandhi that answers in the comments. Let me know if I'm wrong. But it's true. That actually, if you just like almost spend your time on social media knocking somebody else down and then they club you back, doesn't work and i'm saying this from a point of view of some experience because i know that this is something that people listening to this right now you might be nodding your head you might be thinking like yeah i've had a negative experience online with a little bit of trolling a little bit of negativity don't do what i did back in 2016 don't let it get to you and throw the toys out and delete your account <laughs> man i miss those forty thousand twitter followers you know but, <laughs> but you know like it's easily done it does affect you mentally it does affect you emotionally and my honest opinion and this might not be popular or but don't don't let negativity in if you have an issue with somebody that's being negative or hostile or whatever just block them seriously <laughs> like it, life's too short mm. And instead, it's a bit like we were talking about last week, talking about focusing on the plants that do grow rather than the plants that don't. Go onto your feed right now and look at the amazing people who have left positive comments. Because I'm telling you, it's like social media. It sounds overly dramatic, but the darkness will never, ever win. Because for every negative comment, you literally get a hundred positive ones. Mm. You know? And Jack, I mean, I... You know, I've got your, I've still got your feed on the screen, and I'm looking, and there's so much love on your Instagram feed. So, sure, every now and again, you're going to get somebody that is uh, worried that you're going to burn the world down. But, like, well, from my oven, yeah, yeah <laughs> your exploding oven. But, honest to God, mate, look at the comments on your Instagram. It's like, you're making a big difference to people. I hope so, man. It, it just, it, I'm always hoping it just has some kind of ripple effect. Like, um, if someone builds a pond, then it's like more wildlife's coming to their garden. Like, little things make a big difference. And if people don't realize it. It's just kind of, it, it's amazing what we can do each day to just make a bit of a change. So, yeah, fingers crossed, it, 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 does, it does spill out into the world in a positive way. Jack, I'm, I'm conscious that our yeah. colleague that isn't here today um, is going to end up editing this video for us. And uh, he's going to have a lot of work to do because I think we've talked about some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's probably a good time to wrap this up. But before we do, I think we need to give a bit of a shout out to the guests we've got coming on next week, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Jack, do you want to do the honours, guys? Because you're going to be super excited about this. This is somebody that I really rate. Yeah. So next episode is uh, Danny uh, from at Plot81 on Instagram. Uh, such, such a cool girl. Um, she's got a half pipe on her, uh, her allotment. Her allotment's like a beautiful permaculture. It's like food forest type. Um, very wild, very beautiful. She's an amazing forager as well. Um, summons Robins at demand. <laughs> Has like a... Uh, beautiful um like wild out, outdoor bath 
situation, off-grid bath. It's, it's all going on. And I think she's such an inspiration. She's someone that was just like a really instant follow for me when I saw her profile. And yeah, I just think she's doing a great thing. So it was amazing and to get her on the podcast and have a chat. And ultimately, we're just trying to find out people's story and their origins so you can resonate. You might, you might not resonate with everyone that we've spoke to, but that one person will resonate with you and take you on your own journey um, and be inspired by them. So thank you also to you, Andy. This was a really good setup. I like the consultation. It made like a lot of structure to the podcast. And uh, I really hope some, some of those tips will benefit people and make people think. Yeah, and, and maybe as well, um, if you've listened to this, firstly, thank you for listening all the way through. It really is appreciated. And we've really, really loved having you with us for this chat. But if you've got any questions based on what we've talked about, either for Jack or myself, um, uh, please feel free to reach out directly to us, Definitely. to Jack's patch or to my account, Andy Grows Herbs, um, or to the Food Grower Instagram page. If you've got like a question, if you've got a problem with social media, um, we can't change the algorithm. I wish we could. But um, if you've got a question that you would like us to talk about, I think this is the kind of podcast that we probably will need to do a follow-up to because um, using social media to promote your growing business, it's not going away. It yeah. is massive. So, yeah. guys, if you've got questions, please send them to us. Jack, I think that's a really good place to wrap this up, don't you? Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, I think a, a follow-up will be great. But also, get uh, commenting or DMing us on Instagram, um, Food Grower Academy on Instagram. And, yeah, we look forward to the next episode and see and a lot more to come. A lot more to come. Yeah. Thank you, so much. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you soon. See ya. Bye bye.